0: The man who discovered the Blood Moons is here with us.
1: This is not good. This is one bucket
0: of pancakes. The man of the toupee. He's on the front page of the There's no respect for white European males anymore.
2: Hey everyone, this is the Spin Doctrines podcast. <laughs> the podcast about propaganda and the people who peddle it? I'm Travis
3: Reyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kenny Van. <laughs> I'm Amador Salazar.
2: Yeah, there we go, you got the bit. Kenny, you dropped the ball big time? Oh, uh, fuck. Podcast ruined. We were all being uh, curious. That was the mood of the pod, curious. Uh, speaking of curious, we're talking about Glenn Beck today—the most curious <laughs> man. Um, what do you guys know about Glenn Beck?
4: Um, yeah,
3: he's a—he's uh, a guy. <laughs> he's Mormon. He is Mormon,
2: which already struck against him.
4: I know that he straps himself into a weird astronaut. Machine's I like couldn't find
2: anything about that. You've said that like thirty times on this podcast. <laughs> I I found a lot of fucked up shit about him, but I didn't find that. And I googled that. Wait,
3: okay, oh, what wow. is what is it? What it what is what are you saying that he
4: does, Kenny? He straps himself into like one of those weird weird astronaut machines that like spin you around. <laughs> what? And he he does it because he thinks it's gonna cure his bipolar disorder. So. <laughs> Did you just make that up and are just saying that over and over again? No, it's a real story. I saw it. Reported. <laughs> no, you you're,
2: you're lying, because I listened to this guy all week and I couldn't find shit about him that said that. I found a lot of weird shit. He wrote like he wrote like a book, he wrote like a play called uh Glenn Beck's Christmas sweater, which is about him visiting his grandma and like dying on Christmas and then it's all like a dream. <laughs> Wait, he dies or yeah, his grandma die? Like, no, he dies, and he's like, "Oh, it was a dream, and I'm alive." at Christmas is good. It's like a play that he wrote. It's on. D- they have it on I DVD. Like it. I almost bought it, but it's like sixty bucks on Amazon.
3: Oh my god! Yeah, it's like Why? a live
2: recording of him like on stage doing this fucking play. Boy. Yeah. So let's. Uh, Start talking about Glenn Beck. Uh Glenn uh Greenwald Beck.
3: <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine <laughs> if those two people fusion together? <laughs> just the most insufferable you, person. Do you think they'd like even
2: out and just be like very like neolib like a neolib, like a CNN host? Like Jake Tapper? Do You think if you combine like a far right guy and like like, Glenn Greenwald, they just like form and be like Chris Cuomo or something.
3: Yeah, sure. I mean, I yeah, you meet in the middle and that's and that's where you Cuomo. make all your cheddar.
2: That's what all CNN uh, anchors are. They're just like, <laughs> yeah. like, like in that weird Lord of the Rings place when they're making like the trolls or the like orcs. That's it's just CNN and they're like putting half super like alt-right guy and then, like, communist, and then comes out of, like, a goo egg is, like, fucking Van Jones.
3: <laughs> or or John King, who is always just tapping screens and, like, zooming in, and then he's like, here's this county you've never heard of, but if you know anything about this county, it always goes red. But today it's blue. And then, you know, they just have them up there for, like, days upon days now yeah. that the election... Takes days to count. So,
2: cool. Thanks for that.
3: You're welcome.
2: Uh, Glenn Beck was born February tenth, nineteen sixty four, in Everett, Washington, which uh, Kenny told us before we started recording is um, where Funko Pops are from.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where the headquarters are. Is Glenn Beck a Funko Pop? He's the proto Funko Pop. <laughs> the original. <laughs>
2: he, he, again, he just like lays eggs and that's how the Funko Pops
4: are born. He just sits at his desk
2: and goes, "Yeah, I'm just constantly laying eggs <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: of, like <laughs> It's weird. You go to the store in Everett and there's like, here's the here's a live feed, like a live video of the Funko Pops being made and it's just a close up of Glenn Beck's asshole. And he's just like sh- shitting up. Shitting
2: out like a Stay puff Marshmallow Man Funko Pops, and like <laughs> <laughs> uh, his parents are named uh, Mary and William Beck. Uh, they're both German, which good start. Lo- love love it when uh, Germans fall in love. Uh, they got <laughs> they got married in 1956. <coughs> Uh, And they had three children together. The oldest, Kalita, uh, Michelle, and then (laughs) Baby Glenn. This was the first marriage for both of them. Uh, Soon after Baby Glenn was born, they moved to Mount Vernon, uh, where they owned and operated the city bakery in downtown Vernon. Where's Vernon at, Kenny?
4: I don't know.
2: Cool. Good job. Good job knowing your state. His parents got divorced in 1977 citing that the marriage was uh, irrevitably broken. Mary was awarded a custody of Michelle and Glenn. Uh, the third one, Coletta, was uh, of legal age like legally an adult so she does not matter in this story at all. <laughs> Uh, So I don't know the age gap between these kids. Uh,
3: Yeah, it sounds like Calcutta was older than the other two, so... Calcutta bag, (laughs)
1: yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Glenn went to a uh, Jesuit school, which... I don't know what is... Like, is... Jesuit, is that like a weird one? Is it like a weird kind of Christianity? They're all weird, but like... Do you guys know anything about Jesuism? <laughs> Jesuit? I don't know how to
4: pronounce it. I just Googled it, and uh, it says, Did you mean uh, gesture? Yes. So that, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how that helped.
2: Okay, so it's a church that's all just gestures. It teaches you how to be a medieval clown. <laughs> that's what their religion is.
3: I found a thing that says a member of the Society of Jesus. Oh,
2: so it's like a weird one. Okay, it is a weird one.
3: It's a Catholic order of priests, apparently. And they, they do a lot of missionary work.
2: So essentially Mormonism. That's like farm league Mormonism. Yeah. Cool.
3: Like old school style, I guess. It's probably one of those
2: weird churches where they can't, like, drink coffee or, like, jerk off, right?
3: Yeah, it's uh, the church of NoFap.
2: Yeah. You mean Reddit. <laughs> it's Reddit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and Glenn kind of had, like, a normal childhood. I mean, besides the divorce, it was kind of an uneventful childhood until uh, May 15th, 1979 when his mother and her friend uh, named Oren Carroll went out on a boat trip on Oren's boat, and they both drowned. Uh, Here's... I found this in the... I found an article about it uh, from, I guess, a local paper that said, uh, The boat was recovered late that afternoon adrift near... uh, Fashion Island, just north of Tacoma. It was empty, but for two wallets and a frightened animal. By the way, they had a dog on the boat. It was like these two people and then a dog, and the dog lived, which is good.
3: I mean, I'm sure that dog didn't deserve
2: to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that dog didn't ask go <clears throat> on a boat ride. They just like took him on that boat. Yeah. Yeah, so the dog lived, uh, but Mary died, and her body was discovered floating fully clothed nearby. Uh, <laughs> Warren Carroll's corpse washed up ashore at the uh, ferry terminal the following morning. So just like a bunch of people like hanging out at the ferry ter- terminal waiting to go to <laughs> work, and then just this fucking bloated dead body just floats up. Oh, shit. Uh, The county coroner found no evidence of violence on either body. Police investigators told Tacoma News uh, that the double drowning appeared to be a classic man overboard mishap. (laughs) Which, like, a classic man overboard mishap sounds like it's like some weird, like, Three Stooges thing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ah, yes, a classic man overboard mishap. It's like a Paul Blart gag. (laughs) Or they're just going, whoa, (laughs) like, (laughs) sleeping. Uh they said perhaps a failed rescue attempt at which both parties perished uh so it sounds pretty straightforward. sounds like you know a tragic accident, right where um, right. rocky waters at sea shit happens. now you have no mom uh but Glenn like adamantly claims that his mother didn't drown. He says that his mom committed suicide. Even though, a, like, there's no proof of that being
4: the case at all. That is a weird thing to be, like, uh, super adamant about. It's like, oh, no, she, it wasn't an
1: accident. She fucking did <laughs> she, she what she was doing.
2: Well, he also <laughs> does this weird thing where he uh, he's repeatedly claimed that he was, fifth, he was uh, 13 when his mom died. Uh, but he was actually 15 years old. And like a bunch of people, a bunch of right, a bunch of people that have like reported on the story when he kind of because this was like a story he tells as part of his like tragic past about his mother killing herself when he was 13. So people did the math, and you can like find you know, you can easily you can find like newspaper articles from that day, and the dates don't add up. Glenn Beck would have been 15, and he still is like, No, I was 13 when this happened.
4: Which is weird, because it's not that big of an age difference, so why would you lie about it? It's still tragic, either way. Yeah. Maybe he just,
3: like, means it, like, like he's, I don't know, like, means it metaphorically, like, she died to him two years before she actually
4: died. Well, see, and that's,
2: but that's bad <laughs> writing on Glenn's part. If he's, like, trying to do, like, a weird, like, Hemingway, Faulkner thing, where he's, like... Ah yeah, she died when I was fifteen, but she died to me two years before.
1: No He just keeps going, She
2: died when I was thirteen and they're like no And he's like Yes Yes And they're like (laughs) Alright Well if you're trying to do like a metaphor thing it's not working because you're just screaming She died when I was thirteen over and over again.
3: Yeah, that's fucking weird.
2: Um, So in an interview he did in 2003, he told the uh, Fort Wayne Journal Gazette that his mother left a suicide note next to the family (laughs) crockpot, which kind of makes me think that each family member had their own (laughs) crockpot. Just Glenn
4: Beck had two. Glenn Beck just cooking up beans in his room. (laughs) (laughs) His sister comes in in the middle of the night, tries to steal a bite. You're like, No! It's mine! She's doing
1: the weird camera thing
2: camera where camera she walks see. in on like her tippy toes and it makes like the piano key noises. And she just reaches into the crock pot, tries to grab beans, and she goes, Ow, 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 and pulls her hand out, and there's a bear trap. <laughs> and Glenn's like, You better not be touching my beans,
4: sis. <laughs> <laughs> They've got weird, like. Family mythology. <laughs> every boy a crockpot on <laughs> Christmas Eve. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> his mother's like, oh, everybody knows a good boy keeps his crockpot. <laughs> he
2: just got he just got crockpots every year until Christmas until he had enough crockpots to make like an Iron Man crockpot suit <laughs> like at the beginning of Iron Man one when he comes out of
4: like the cave and it's like. Oh, fuck! It's burning. I forgot to take the beans
3: out. Oh, fuck! <laughs> That's why his skin's like always oh, so red. He
2: burnt himself with beans, trying to make an Iron Man crockpot scene. I've
4: been cooking. I've been cooking these beans for fifty-five years. Whoops! I mean fifty-three years. Wait,
3: wait. <laughs> Honestly, it's a relief to know that he's you know red from cooking beans and not from being an alcoholic. <laughs>
2: oh, well, that will come up, but that's also disputed too. He's a weird fucking guy, dude. This, um, yeah. So in two thousand three, he told a reporter with I don't know why he's talking to some a fort the Fort Wayne Gazette, but fucking go off, dude. And he told, uh, yeah. So so he said that in two thousand three, but then in two thousand ten. He did an interview with the uh, New York Times, and uh, the writer of the article, Mark uh, Leibovich, asked him how he knew his mother committed suicide, and uh, instead of mentioning the note, which it would be easy to be like, next to the family crockpot, she left a suicide note. Instead of doing that, he just like started saying this like weird, rambly, nonsensical thing, Um that actually just, like, raised more questions than it an answered. So I'm going to read to you in full the quote from this article.
3: Are we going to learn that Glenn Beck is responsible for the death of these two people somehow?
4: I don't know. No. Man, what if we I break that? Felt that felt and it's like- because she had, she had crock
2: pots tied to her ankles. Okay? <laughs> crock pots full of crock rocks. then <laughs> 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 okay so here's uh here's the quote from the article which is what i butchered trying to read earlier because i thought it was a quote from him uh the man who drowned with her was that uh was her abusive boyfriend he said either the two of them jumped overboard at the same time or Mer- mary fell in and the navy man that's what he calls the boyfriend the navy man
1: <laughs> Whoa.
2: I don't know if he was in the Navy, but that'd be great if Glenn just calls this random guy the Navy man because he owns a boat. (laughs) Uh, The Navy man jumped in to save her, but that was unlikely. Why? Because Beck said he had been on the boat with the boyfriend before, and the man preached to him, never jump jump in and save anybody who was drowning. It only endangers the would-be rescuer. Throw a life preserver instead. Plus, the Navy man's clothes were found folded neatly along with his wallet and watch. Um, So the last part about the boyfriend's uh, clothes being neatly folded and with his wallet and watch, there's no... um, Like, there's no evidence of that happening that's never been brought up before this interview. In any of the, like, you know, police reports or any anything about the case, it's never been brought up about the, you know, clothes being folded and the wallet and the watch. Uh, Plus, it's weird that Glenn would know that considering he wasn't
4: there. Unless, unless, like, uh, Glenn Beck found this guy's body washed up on shore, undressed him, and then, like, I don't know, slept on top of his naked corpse, I don't
2: know. (laughs) Snuck back on the boat and folded (laughs) his clothes from
4: yeah, I mean, if
3: he has this information, and not not even like the police have it in their report, like he was obviously there. I'm just yeah. saying the cops should maybe look into that. It's the dog the a dog on the boat.
4: The dog on the boat, not a dog. Dog costume. Glenn <laughs> <laughs> in disguise murdered his mom. Well,
2: this is where it gets weird, or it's already pretty weird, but um. A joint investigation conducted by Tacoma Police Department and the Coast Guard uh, make no mention of a suicide note. There's no mention of the note in a police file. And on the day of Mary's death, uh, the then 15-year-old Glenn Beck, not 13, 15-year-old Glenn Beck, told police his mother left to go fishing and never came home. Aww. Uh, if they found a suicide note, then Glenn Beck never told the cops, and he's just telling random reporters with the Fort Wayne Journal Gazette instead of like the police.
3: Seems negligent.
2: Uh, after the death of his mom, who uh, I'm kind of think just killed herself to get away from Glenn. <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> if, if Glenn Beck
3: was my son, I'd fucking jump off a boat and die. I mean, he, he does seem hard to work with. <laughs> Just, hard to I don't work know. With. Uh,
2: After the death of his mother, uh, Michelle and Glenn moved to uh, Bellingham to live with his dad and his new wife, Dee, and her son, Jeff. So Glenn Uh-oh. lost a mother, but he gained a brother named Jeffrey. Nice. Uh, around this time, Glenn allegedly began uh, drinking heavily and doing drugs. I say allegedly because uh, they interviewed some of his uh, former classmates at his high school. And uh, here's what his former college roommate and uh, high school friend, Marcus Purnell, said. About Glenn Beck, uh, he was a very occasional user of marijuana. He talks about how he was so addicted to pot and drinking, but in reality, that wasn't true. He used pot occasionally on weekends in moderation. It was the seventies and eighties. Glenn did, Glenn did uh, not, by any means, have a problem. He was straight laced compared to the other students at Sea Home, and took great pride in that. So, not only was he not like you know. Getting fucked up all the time. He was like proud that he wasn't getting fucked up all the time, according to this guy. So it's weird that he would like say that he was getting fucked up all the time. Um according to his Wikipedia, he says after his mother's after his mother's death, um and suicide of his stepbrother, uh, Jeff. He started using Doctor Jack Daniels to cope. Uh, here's the problem, though. Uh, Jeff is uh, Glenn Beck's only stepbrother, and <laughs> Jeff is uh, super alive.
4: Oh no! <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's like living in like uh, Bellingham with a family. Jeff
4: is not dead. That's how you know. Glenn, <laughs> tried. Glenn tried to fucking kill him, but it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I think Glenn just has like
3: a like an air for the dramatic like he just, just, just keeps shitty. saying these people are dead to him but I just, like I think he's just shitty Dexter and he keeps trying to kill people and then they like turn out
2: to
4: be alive <laughs> I hope it's a, a, a player for the dramatic because I hope he's like oh that one time I committed suicide that's right <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah.
2: um, so to be fair though Glenn Beck did have a brother-in-law whose name Uh, I couldn't find, who took his own life. So maybe that plus the death of his mother kind of propelled him to drink, right? Sure. Wrong, idiot. (laughs) Uh, Glenn Glenn Beck's brother-in-law died on uh, June 15, 2003, which is 24 years after... Uh, his mother died, and he was a full-grown adult with a uh, career. He was thirty-nine
4: years old at the time. Wait, when did his brother, not die? Two thousand three. Thirteen, or three? Two thousand three.
2: And he uses this as like, yeah. So like, when this happened is when I started drinking as a teenager, and it's like, that guy didn't die till he was like forty years old. And also, like, he was, like, sober and Mormon by then.
3: Well, time is a flat circle for Glenn Beck. He he can be 5 and 80 all he's at like once. He's
4: like Dr. Manhattan. He experiences all of his ages simultaneously. <laughs> I wish Glenn Beck was Dr. Manhattan, just like
2: a red. <laughs> instead of blue, he's just like a big, red, naked guy.
3: <laughs> Don't tread on me, undies. <laughs>
2: He's not, uh, by the way, so in 2003 his brother dies, his brother-in-law died, and he had been, um, eight years sober at that point. So that's weird that he, like, he's either talking about this or he's just, like, lying about his, like, stepbrother being dead, which is, I don't know, he's a freak. This is, like, freak behavior. (laughs) Um... Okay, so now we're on to his first gig. Uh, Glenn Beck sent an audition tape to a KUBE radio station in Seattle at the ripe young age of 15. KUBE management, not aware of Beck's youth and inexperience, were impressed enough with the tape to give him a shot on the air. He worked weekend shifts, and because he was too young to drive, He had to take a Greyhound bus to Seattle and slept on a KUEB's conference room floor. Uh, But also, in later interviews, he said that his father drove him 90 miles to Seattle for the job. Both of these
3: are lies. (laughs) You know, these
2: happen.
3: Wait, so he didn't sleep on the conference floor and he wasn't being
4: driven by his dad? And I'm going to guess he also didn't have a job.
2: <laughs> well, here's, okay, so here's what it is. He said he was 15 when this happened, which we know that's when his mom died. When he was 15, not 13.
1: Yeah. Uh, and according to, uh,
2: according to his classmate, Pat Wolken, uh Glenn Beck was 17, not 15, when KWB hired him. So he's just weirdly lying about his age in like two-year increments.
1: <laughs> which so is weird. weird that he just
2: uh, Wolken continued Glenn got that job in the summer between our junior and senior years when I read when I read that he said that he took the Greyhound buzz I laughed my ass off Glenn had a car and drove to Seattle also when he went to Seattle he stayed at one of his relatives uh, this this story was uh, corroborated by his classmate Marcus Pernell, who's the same guy who was like, "Yeah, Glenn was. Glenn never got fucked up ever. He was like a nerd." So his classmates are just like, "Yeah, Glenn's like a nerd who lied." <laughs> it's
3: really uh, so
2: he so weird. So he's just like a kind of he's like a upper middle class, uh, upper class kid who got a summer job at a radio station and, like, drove his own car to Seattle and then stayed with, like, his aunt or something. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, I had to take a fucking bus and sleep on the floor, but I was also addicted to pot and alcohol. So he's just, like, a weird liar at this point.
3: Yeah, I, I, I don't like it.
2: Also, uh, to prove uh, Wolkin's claim that Beck was 17 and not 15, uh... KEWB radio didn't exist until 1981. Like, it wasn't even like a radio station until '81.
3: What? What? Why is he doing this? I don't know. He's <laughs> just, like a weird liar. He just lies about everything.
4: That's weird. He doesn't need to lie. You're like, okay. yeah. You kind of have the tragic backstory. Your mother died tragically. You kind of. Um, she was in an abusive relationship. You kind of. You were seventeen and still you got a job at a radio station. Like it's still you had a car. Like it's still kind of like all right. That's an interesting story. You, <laughs> you don't, don't have need to lie about like all these weird caveats. Like oh no, actually I was a bile young boy when I got that. Like why are you lying? You don't <laughs> have to like make up Jeff
2: dying to make this go <laughs> back. Leave Jeff alone.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. I, I, I he, he has he is, he has an issue. Like, is he seeing doctors? Like, this guy, this man needs to be in a hospital. Like, what is? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what? He has his own network. He has a whole fucking news network. This is this is bad. This is not a good <laughs> thing at all. Well, it gets better though. <laughs> in okay. a,
2: in 1983, he moved to Corpus Christi, Texas.
3: Hell yeah.
2: And uh, in 1985, he was hired at KZFM to be the lead DJ for the morning uh, morning drive radio hour. He he didn't move to Louisville, where he had a four-hour weekday show called Captain Beck and the A Team. <laughs> Whoa. This show had awful ratings, and Glenn uh, was fired,
3: like, right away. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. Are these jobs, like... He's... He's... Whoa. He's just being, like, a, like a, a DJ, right? Like he's yeah, not, he's just, like, a morning zoo guy. <laughs> he's just, like, right, the right, fucking... Right. He's, like,
2: Casey. Not, yeah, he's, like, uh, Billy Madison in the morning.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to clarify that it wasn't like a political morning news show or something. No, it was...
2: Yeah, he's just like a fucking regular DJ. Which is like... Isn't that how... uh, Who's the guy who's dying? The fucking shit? Yeah, Rush Limbaugh
3: was just like a fucking top
2: 40 (laughs) radio guy at first.
3: Yeah, I, I think... So that was the first episode we ever did. I think... If I'm not mistaken, wasn't it that, like, he also struggled initially because, like, he would, like, insert, like, his weird political, like, bullshit, like, in between, like, no, his, his playing thing a, was he hated an algorithm. No, yeah, it,
4: was, no, it wasn't about <laughs> politics. He yeah, was he just did. unlikable. They yeah, fired just, him like oh, okay. a lot. He was, he was
2: like, <laughs> the host of, like, a Top 40 radio station, but he hated music, and he just liked radio that was only
4: talking. <laughs> so that's why he's bad to have his, like... <laughs> Glenn Beck got fired because he was like alright my mom killed herself coming
1: up there
2: (laughs) yeah no Glenn Beck liked doing this actually he liked being like the morning zoo guy um when he was in Corpus Christi he met his first wife Claire and they had two daughters Mary and Hannah uh And then in 1988, he went to work for a radio station in Phoenix. (coughs) Uh, This was also a top 40 radio station, and he was like a shock jock guy. He he was like trying to be like a Howard (laughs) Sterney. head (laughs) dude. All
1: right, let's see.
2: Uh, so when he was at, at Y95 in Phoenix, he cultivated a rivalry with a local pop radio station, uh, KZZP, and the morning and their like rival morning radio host named uh, Bruce Kelly. Um, and they got in a lot of trouble because they uh, <laughs> they called this guy's wife. They called Bruce Kelly's wife. And just like made fun of her for having a miscarriage.
3: Whoa, yeah, they
2: just like <laughs> called this guy's wife and were like, like, he was trying to be stern, but also like, stern's wow. a shithead, but he, I don't think he
4: would like do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think, you know what people will find funny? This ladies' <laughs> miscarriage.
2: Uh, yeah, so he didn't last long there because that, uh. <laughs> That, that's a fucking crazy thing to do to someone.
3: Nah, man. That's a good bit.
2: <laughs> Hello. <laughs> hey, what's up, bitch? You're the fucking miscarriage. Whoa. <laughs> Play, like the air horn noise. Bra, 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 bra. No, baby, baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Caller10 gets a free gift card to Johnny Carino's Italian Cuisine. We'll be back after this commercial break with this miscarriage lady. She's like weeping on the phone. That's his bit. Uh, <laughs> after that, he moved to Baltimore, Maryland. Or again, he was a uh, top 40 radio guy. Uh, this, this station was called uh, B100. And there he partnered with Pat Gray, uh, local morning DJ... And uh, while he was working there, he got arrested and put in jail for speeding in his DeLorean. (laughs) So he had the Back to the Future car. And uh, according to a former associate, he was completely out of control. Uh, So they bailed him out.
4: (laughs) Glenn. Uh, uh, Oh, what? uh, Can I say... um What's crazy about him and Rush is like they got fired constantly, but they would just like pick up and move to another city and be <laughs> like, "I'm the number one, like I'm the radio guy now." Like, yeah, they're like old timey, like, like for them to get a job. Like, Jesus Christ, they're like like a Dust Bowl era,
2: like snake oil salesman, where they're just like moving from town to town and like doing fart jokes in between, like <laughs> fucking
4: It out songs. It's weird like did they not check with the previous radio station like hey this guy says he worked for you what did, uh why did he quit oh I, he called some ladies he called some guy's wife and made fun of her for having a miscarriage okay um
2: yes yeah, so can you guess what happened after he got arrested for bidding his delorean and was all fucked up can you guess what happened
3: he got promoted
2: nope he got fired again Uh. (laughs) him and Pat Gray both got fired Uh, they spent six months in Baltimore playing their next move and in early 1992 uh, Glenn and Gray both moved to New Haven, Connecticut to work
3: for another Top 40 radio station
1: dude
3: I mean Top 40 radio is like bad and this is like evidence of that fucking Glenn Beck just like I
2: think radio as like a medium is bad and good Reddit. I'm glad we have podcasts and Spotify and the Sirius XM. Who needs them? Who needs these guys? <laughs> uh, yeah. So they were the top 40 radio station guys in uh, New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, they had to apologize at one point for mocking a Chinese American caller on air. Uh, he was offended by one of their uh, comedy segments. Oh, where they played a gong. And, uh, so he called in and was like, hey, this is offensive. And then they all just did, like, a Chinese accent at him. Oh, shit. Yeah, well, this guy's like, hey, that's, like, fucked up what you did. And they're just like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, at this fucking guy, like, calling into the radio, show. You know? <laughs>
3: <laughs> this feels like a Steven Crowder-like story. It
2: kind of is. Um... This part, like, made me lose my mind, and I spent, like, ten hours trying to find clips of this on YouTube. Uh, among the show's regular characters were uh, a black character that he did named uh, Clyde Clyde.
3: Wait, Glenn Beck, Bla- Glenn Beck was the black person?
2: Yeah, and he would do, apparently, like, ventriloquism in the studio. What? Which, I don't know, it's not ventriloquism if it's on the radio. You're just doing a voice. Right. I don't, but he calls it ventriloquism. What the hell? Um, And, like, from the things they said, it was, like, he did, like, a Muppet voice. But also he was, like, racist. And I did find a thing on YouTube of him doing uh, Muppet voices. So if you want to get, like, a little, like, taste
0: of a, what that is, here we go. If I listen to this, if I hear... Barack Obama's say, like, oh, there's going to be just lots of hope and change. And then the, uh, the Republicans come in, there's no hope and change. Oh, my gosh, what a fear monger that Glenn Beck is. Go out and spend. You know, i got to give you a couple of stock tips. Bye, no, really, seriously. Oh, my gosh, progressive fascism. They're working overtime trying to make things better. Oh, Glenn, you're crazy. Shut up. Gee, I, you know, I'm not a racist. The Republicans just need to be Republican progressives. They weren't Christian. They didn't believe in God.
2: Yeah, so that's like the voice he did for all of his characters.
4: It sounds like Jordan Peterson. Yeah.
2: What <laughs> if Glenn Beck is Jordan Peterson?
3: <laughs> Jordan Peterson is a Muppet.
4: <laughs> oh, cultural Marxism is evil. Clean your goddamn bedroom.
2: <laughs> yeah, but that's the I mean, voice. But that's his voice that he did for like the black character on his radio show. But it was also like, "I'm
1: a black guy." Yeah, and I mean, just like it's offensive. Fucking...
3: It's offensive that he thinks that black people sound like Jordan Peterson.
2: I don't think he's ever met a black person. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact. Um. Obviously, this show fell apart, and in 1999, his uh, co-host left for Utah. And then the radio station fired Glenn again. Uh, but 1999, so he got divorced from his wife in 1994. And in 1999, he met his second wife, uh, Tanya and they got married and he converted to Mormonism. He joined the church of, uh, Latter-day Saints in 1999. And, uh, his religion became a big part of his sober lifestyle.
3: Ah, yes. The sober, the sober Mormon.
2: Yep. Bunch of freaks. I I had like a weird thing where like in my high school, there was like a weird amount of Mormon kids in like my San Antonio high school. Weird. Yeah. And one of them, his name was Dennis. Um, I feel comfortable saying his name because I don't think Mormons can listen to podcasts. (laughs) I remember one time it was like we were doing like a... uh, Our group of like friends from like our theater group went to go see a movie and we wanted to go see that Will Ferrell basketball movie, Semi-Pro. And he's like, I can't see that because it's rated R. Let's watch like Happy Feet instead. And everyone was like, no. And he goes, it's against my religion to see R-rated movies. And we like laughed at him. And he cried in the movie theater, and so we're all like, "Fine!" And then we all had to go see Happy Feet because this fucking Mormon kid. So I do not like that religion.
1: <laughs> they made me see Happy Feet.
2: I don't, I don't like it. Bunch of freaks. And that's that. That's my prejudice on Mormon. You guys have any thoughts about Mormon people?
3: I used to work for a Mormon. Uh, he was my manager, and he was weird. Uh, he used to drink uh, something called chaffee, uh which is not coffee. It's some like it's like coffee, but made out of like chocolate that doesn't have caffeine or something weird. It was like a weird loophole uh, <laughs> that they found, I guess, uh, through chocolate. That's all I know about. Mormons really
2: this... a magical underwear
3: yeah you could sometimes like uh, this particular person that I used to work with like sometimes you could tell he was wearing something underneath that was like clearly like one of those weird underwear <laughs> 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 it was like is it like bulk, is it like bulk? <laughs> on him it, um, in, in particular on him it was like I could tell <laughs> like maybe was wearing <laughs> a diaper
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think your boss had doo-doo ass. I think he was wearing a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> curious,
3: I don't know, ass. because they there's like a shirt too. Like it's like it they're like it's like wearing pajamas while like wearing business clothes. It's weird. Oh
2: they wear like under they wear pajamas like under
3: there? Yeah, it's it's like a whole it's not just the underwear, dude. It's, uh, it's like have, a shirt too. Like a weird sex pervert, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, I don't know. Yeah, so in 2000, he moved to... Him and his wife moved to Tampa Bay, Florida. Poem of Bubba the Love Sponge. <laughs> <laughs> what? You, guys, you know who Bubba the Love Sponge is? He's like the radio guy, and he's the guy who like... He's the guy who Hulk Hogan... Hulk Hogan fucked his wife. He, in that sex tape that got leaked. Oh,
1: Yeah, gotcha. Bubba leaked
2: that sex tape, and then his... Yeah. Yeah, he's cool. You should listen to Bubba Loves One. She's really bad. It's a bad person. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Glenn Beck program uh, aired on WFLA in Tampa uh, on starting in 2000, and uh, it went from 18th to first place in a year. So I think oh. this is around the time you started doing political stuff cuz this was an AM radio station so it was like a talk show it wasn't doing like drive time stuff
1: that's
3: such a bland name
2: for a show it's you mean i mean it's not better than Glenn Beck at his A team or Captain Glenn the A boys or whatever the fuck is first what it was called <laughs> uh, in january 2002 premier radio networks launched the show nationwide on 47 stations Uh, so it was like nationally syndicated at that point it was a big hit he became kind of like up there with like you know the Limbaugh's and the I don't know whoever else was big at the time Uh, yeah
3: I remember yeah that 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 makes sense now that I'm thinking of like I'm like remembering when he started blowing up like with the tea party shit he was like known for being a radio guy
1: yeah
2: uh, on November fifth, two 2007, New York Times reported that Premier Radio Networks was extending his contract. And on May 2008, he had reached 280 radio stations, uh, as well as his show was on the launch of uh, Satellite Radio on XM. So I think that's why I first heard of him. Because like my mom's minivan had like Satellite Radio, and like the pamphlets, it was like, the fucking cutting edges in radio, and it was like Howard Starr and like Don Imus and Glenn Beck and then like Steven Tyler for some reason. <laughs> uh, his show at this point was ranked fourth in the nation with over six and a half million listeners, right behind Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, and Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey
3: is like a preacher, right? No, uh, he's like a financial guru. Oh,
2: is Dave Ramsey the fucking mad money guy? <laughs>
3: No, I. He's just like a guy that's like pay your bills, and everyone's like, "Oh man, this guy's incredible." He <laughs> says to pay your bills, but like pay your <laughs> bills smartly, like just budget your money. Like that's all it is. So just like normal financial. <laughs> just type? normal shit, but he's got a lot of the clout in the uh, hustling to pay off your debt
4: pass for entertainment in like 2002.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, it's just Howard Stirred and then some guy being like, "Yo, to start out saving his account." It's like Howard it's Stern culture. making a lady come <laughs> live on the radio and then fucking Glenn Beck and Dave Ramsey. <laughs> it's
3: like now, now we have like fucking Kanye and Joe Rogan like talking, talking to for each five other and, and, half hours and Kanye saying, "I don't take my meds anymore," and like. And Joe's like, yeah, you shouldn't. I would recommend just exercising. <clears throat> now we have cool shit like that. Yeah. It's better than the
2: radio. <laughs> In uh, January 2006, CNN's Headline News, uh, which is like their weird little like offshoot, announced that Glenn Beck would host a nightly news commentary show on their primetime block uh, called Headline Prime. I remember uh I remember I remember this show because I my mom used to watch headline news because she liked Nancy Grace <laughs> who had a show on like this Oh Elvis. shit. And yeah, Nancy Grace Dr and Dr Drew had shows on this primetime block that my mom liked watching. My mom liked Dr Drew for some reason.
3: Yeah, a lot of people like him. He's not a real doctor.
2: He's also a boring guy. He's also another, like, boring guy. He's like, I don't get why you don't smoke weed. I drink alcohol because I never did it. It's like, then why are you a fucking... Why are you, like, an addiction specialist? I don't trust anyone who is like, I'm an addiction specialist, but, like, hasn't tried anything. Like, Glenn Beck hosts an addiction special since he was, you know, addicted to reefer and drinking after his brother Jeff <laughs> died. <laughs>
3: That's so weird. I.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. I don't get why he did it, and I don't know why he keeps doing it. Because he's had <laughs> chances to clear it up, and he's like, no, Jeff's dead.
3: <laughs> Someone said it earlier, but I, I do think it's one of those, like, weird, like, he's an upper middle class kid, and so he has to, like. He feels bad add, that
2: he. Yeah.
3: Yeah, he has to add a little gruff to, like, his shoulder, and, like, and just be like, oh, like,
2: well, we all know comics who do that. Like comics whose like parents are paying their rent and who like bought them a house and shit and they're like, Oh yeah, dude, I'm like fucking my life's so fucking hard and fucked up and it's like Cool. Like I can barely pay my rent, but it's sweet that your life's so fucked up. So I think <laughs> I, I think it was like a guilt thing. I think he's like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't,
4: he already has an angle, though. He's interesting. He's got that weird crockpot thing going on, where he's like,
2: you know, he just comes into a crockpot and then lets it turns it on high until a baby comes out fully
4: formed. <laughs> <laughs> that's Glenn Beck. There's a that's Glenn Beck's dating story. He gets some lady back to his apartment and he's like, Michael, like you try my bedroom beans. He's like, why do you have? Three fried beans in a crockpot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> They've been simmering for thirteen years.
4: It's like a disgusting.
2: You think it's disgusting, but this is how you get them to hold in all the juicy flavor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so Glenn Beck's show was called a uh, crockpot time. <laughs> no, it was just called Glenn Beck, not the Glenn Beck show. It was, it, was called, called, it was just called Glenbeck.
3: Glenbeck, the family crockpot.
4: <laughs> <laughs> be- bedroom beans.
1: <laughs> uh, it
2: aired on weeknights, and CNN headline news described it as an unconventional look at the news, uh, featuring an amusing perspective.
4: The show I don't rang, think that's actually like a good selling point. An unconventional look at you know, news okay. stories is not good.
2: yeah it's just the guy who would like hosted a bunch of racist ass talk like top 40 radio shows and now he's like I don't know man fucking politics are weird fucking (laughs) weird as shit man and they're like hell yeah this is unconventional look at politics he
1: uh pardon me oh go ahead
3: Uh, do you know uh, do you know if like so at one point he was like really really pushing like the tea party Revolution in like the 2000s. Like, right. was he al- did he always have like that perspective, or is that like? Not well, I really... mean,
2: at this point, he was Mormon and he was definitely conservative the whole time, right? So, we know two things about him he was racist because of all the racist things he's did already, and that he's Mormon because of all the Mormon things he's done. Um, I could, <laughs> I (laughs) couldn't find if he was like a tea party guy. I didn't look, honestly. Uh, But I think Headline knew, I think it was like a bipartisan thing. I don't think he, you know what I mean? I think he was, he definitely leaned conservative, but I don't think he was
4: a full tea party guy yet. Um, Okay. He seems a lot like Rush, where they just kind of like fell into doing political commentary and like,
2: and a bunch of realized, fucking weird
4: mud brain people were like, that's good,
2: actually. And then they're like, you, like, you think my racism is politics? <laughs> he, <No>. Like, yeah, <laughs> fucking... Yeah, this is politics, Austin. And he was like, fucking okay. Um, Barack Hussein Obama. He doesn't oh, have... Oh, bet- boy, we're right, gonna get into you. some... We're gonna get into some Obama stuff in a minute.
3: <laughs> oh, dude. Um, okay. Uh... So I just remember this. There, he had like a tea party thing in San Antonio, and I was there. And uh, there were people that had like Obama, like
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, say,
2: save this for when we get to the Obama. Okay. Thing yeah. Yeah. Um, so his show was ranked second behind Nancy Gray, So he was like popular at Headline News. Um. But uh, they couldn't reach uh a deal in negotiations. He wanted more money than uh headline news wanted to give him. So he went to go work for Fox News. Uh and in 2000 in January 2009 uh he he began hosting the Glenn Beck show. And one of his first guests was um I can't remember her name. Sarah, uh, the vice president lady. Oh, uh, Sarah Palin. Yeah, one of his first guests was Sarah Palin because 2009 was like right, you know, when she was rising and becoming uh, the queen of the dummies. That was one of his first guests. Uh, At the same time, he was also doing a popular segment. He was also doing a segment on uh, The O'Reilly Factor. Called uh, your Beck end call. Mm. So they were like pushing him to be like their big star. He was like doing Chris. a weekly segment on uh, Bill O'Reilly's show. He had his own show going on. Um, obviously he's still doing the radio star, the radio show. He became a huge star, but that didn't come without controversy. Uh, the Washington Post wrote that Beck's use of distorted and uh, inflammatory rhetoric uh, had started to complicate the network's uh, kind of standing as, like, a, um actual news organization. So, I mean, they were always, like, being super right-wing. But Glenn right. Beck's the first one that I think made a lot of people go, oh, this is, like, the craziest news station like, he's kind of like the proto-Tucker.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean? That, they were like,
2: trick. oh, this guy's just insane.
4: Yeah, because didn't he, 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 like, kind of brought conspiracy theory. Yeah, he'd, had like a,
2: he'd have, like, a blackboard, or a whiteboard, yeah. and he'd, like, draw, like, fucking Charlie in that episode of Always Sunny where he's trying to find the <laughs> Pepe. To, Pepe Silvio. Yeah, he's trying to find Pepe. That's him. He's just, like, drawing weird shit on the, um, uh,
3: yeah. 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 I mean, like, all those Tea Party people are, a lot of them are already, like, the weird, like, conspiracy people. So, like, Alex Jones was involved with that shit, too. Yeah. Uh,
2: so, well, not, yeah. so he started his new show in January 2009. And uh, by October of that year, he was already, um, like, enemies with Sean Hannity. They did not like <laughs> each other. Because Hannity was, like, the top dog. And Hannity is, like, the kind of propagandist that I think Fox News wants. Where he's just kind of like, I'm a straight-laced white guy. I tell it like it is. And then Glenn Beck saying, like, outrageous shit and drawing on a fucking chalkboard with <laughs> <laughs> and Sean Hannity didn't like that Glenn Beck was popular uh, he didn't like that he didn't think he was like you know a real news anchor uh, so yeah so there was like tension between them which is not good when your two main guys are going at each other um, yeah so now we're going to start talking about the Obama stuff if you want to tell that story now Amador <laughs>
3: Uh sure. So basically just uh it was some big tea party Palooza or some shit at the Alamo. Yep and Makes uh <laughs> Yeah. Of course. So there was like don't tread on me flags everywhere and like you know, people dressed up like Davy Crockett and like Uncle Sam. Uh, um Ted Nugent did the national anthem there. Um so that's like the energy of the crowd. But there was like uh, basically uh, people made like, you know, like puppets of like Obama, like being hanged. Yep. And that's what they did. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was you, pretty you had, fucked up.
2: I know my this is like a like an aside kind of <laughs> uh, you don't know, the craziest thing about 10 News yet? you know, he owned a farm and like. Pre apartheid South Africa. Holy shit. And when they asked him about it, he was like, Yeah, like, not all people are created equal. And he went on this, like, long rant about how, like, Africans are savages. And when he, like, kills elk and deer, they like to eat the intestines. He's like, They're not the same as us. And he was like, Essentially, like, I hope apartheid doesn't happen. I don't know if he still owns that ranch, but he's a real piece of shit. He also wrote that song about fucking a teenager. (laughs)
4: Yeah. Oh, he also, um, Fun thing about Ted Nugent uh, is uh, when it came up for him to be drafted into the Vietnam War, he shit his fans. He, <laughs> he also yeah, doesn't allow
1: doesn't... people to have
2: guns at his concerts. Yeah, because he's afraid he's they'll shoot him. Yeah, he's like, there's like no guns allowed at his shows. He's a piece of shit.
3: Wait, you're saying he shouldn't allow guns at his
2: shows? No, he doesn't allow guns at his shows. He should if he's like a big like. I got yeah, you. he's a big Second Amendment guy. He doesn't allow guns, guns at his shitty concerts where he plays that one "Days of song. That's the only
4: Ted Nugent song I right know. It's a no. Uh, a some fun fact also about Ted Nugent is that he, ever since Vietnam, he lives in constant fear of being drafted. So he shits. He makes sure he has a fresh cake of shit in his pants every morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, he put keeps he yeah, no. his
2: shit in his crock pot and he takes it out and he smears it in his pants.
4: <laughs> yeah. Hey, he can't shit in his own pants out of his own asshole anymore. He's got to, like, have that shit. <laughs> he scoops it up into his hands and stuff.
2: So, yeah. Uh, Glenn Beck <laughs> said that one of his biggest things is that Obama was a racist who hated white people. He. Um, Here's a clip of him talking about Obama at um, at uh, Ground Zero, visiting Ground Zero. So I'm just going to play this in full. Enjoy.
0: I find this extraordinarily offensive. Um, very offensive. Um, and, but this is really, I guess, maybe for the families to decide. No, no, it's not. It, it, this is a national tragedy. The president said he didn't want to spike the football, but um, I think this is like pinning a medal on himself and taking a victory lap around Arlington Cemetery. It's despicable. But I think the American people will see through this. Thomas Jefferson said, trust the people, they'll figure it out. They may make a mistake, but they will figure it out. It wasn't long ago that he unnecessarily strangely stuck his neck out to defend a questionable Muslim community center across the street from ground zero. Do you remember? As a citizen and as president, I believe that Muslims have the right to practice their religion as everyone else in this country. And that includes that includes the right to build a place of worship and a community center on private property in lower manhattan it's bizarre the cordoba house possibly with terrorist ties cordoba by the way is a word that signifies the beginning of islamic rule in spain and now all of a sudden for the first time since he's president he's there at ground zero then there's this 2009 president obama uh, promised to cut the deficit in half by the end of his first term 2009 that's why today I'm pledging to cut the deficit we inherited by half by the end of my first term in office. Wow. To cut our deficit in half by the end of my first term. Holy cow. Even under the most pessimistic estimates.
2: All right. And then he just kind of goes on. Um, real quick, uh, when he said the thing about uh, Cordoba, Spain, I Googled it, and I need to stress this. I literally just Googled it. I didn't do any deep research. Uh, But here's what comes up for um, Cordoba. Yeah, it was um, when Muslims kind of, uh, I guess, conquered Spain. But Cordoba was a spot of peaceful coexistence between three different cultures, Jews, Muslims, and Christians. Uh, Cordoba has the largest mosque in the world, as well as the largest temple, and it's renowned for its leather manufacturing sites. So Glimbeck is, like, it's known for, by the way, Cordoba is, like, it means that Muslims are going to take over. They named it that because it's, like, a symbol of, like, peace and unity. And I, that's literally from, like, ten seconds of Googling that I found that.
3: Multiculturalism yeah. is, like, a bad thing to these people. So yeah. I can see that.
4: It's kind of also, like, when they fearmonger about the Islamic Caliphate, like, historically, the Islamic Caliphate was actually very secular <laughs> and they had uh, made a lot of advances in science and mathematics at that time it wasn't nearly it wasn't anywhere close to what like ISIS or would define an Islamic caliphate as but you no, know. yeah
2: um, he's also he's also uh, called Obama Muslim Um who hates white people, again, and he's comparing them to Stalin and also Hitler. Uh, This Hitler comment made such news that they had to ask uh, Rupert Murdoch about it. And what Rupert Murdoch said was like, oh no, it's wrong to compare Obama to Hitler and Stalin. But yes, he is a racist and he does hate uh, white people. So... Good on Roger Ailes for being like, look, he's not Stalin, but he's also like a racist. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Glenn Beck has denied that... um, Later on, that he thinks that Obama is a racist, uh, but that he thinks his religion is the problem.
0: And uh, here's a clip of him explaining why that is. What I didn't Didn't understand at the time... Was the influences on um, President Obama, um, and you know the white culture? Look, read his own books. He he writes about um, the white culture and how he struggled with it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but I didn't understand really his theology. He's he's his his viewpoints come from liberation theology. That's what I think as in at the gut level I was sensing. And I miscast it as racism, and really, what it is is liberation theology. Do you regret having called him a racist and of saying he I... had a deep-seated hatred for white people? Of course, I do. Um, I, I don't. I don't want to retract the. Um, I, I, I want to amend that. Um, I think it is much more of a um, um, theological question that he is a. Uh, a guy who understands the world through um, liberation theology, which is oppressor and victim. Racist uh, was, first of all, it shouldn't have been said. It was poorly said. It-
2: all right. So uh, Martin Luther King was a liberation theologist. Um, Racist. Yep. Uh, there's a really Agreed. good episode of uh, Revolutionary Left Radio where they like break down. Uh, kind of like the history of liberation theology and like they understand that way more than me um but liberation theology is essentially like kind of what is because like marxism wouldn't let religious people in for like a long time or like did not want you know what i mean but liberation right. theology is kind of what changed that and it happens a lot like in like uh, latin american countries right where like the priests and stuff are helping out the you know, socialist and the communist and the causes of the people. So it makes sense that uh, Glenn Beck would hate it. Yeah. Um, also in 2010, Glenn Beck uh, came up with a conspiracy theory that Obama and his and his administration was going to orchestrate an Oklahoma city style terrorist attack uh,
3: in order like, to like improve, the Oklahoma City bombing?
2: Yeah in order to improve Obama's connection uh, to the American people. So they were like, Obama's going to stage, like, one notch under 9-11, so America likes it more.
3: They don't realize that, like, you know, Obama had appeal outside of, like, huge national tragedies, which was, like, only the only thing Bush had, I guess.
2: No, he's so, going to do—look, he's going to do a uh, Oklahoma City— He's going to do a McVeigh. He's going <laughs> to McVeigh out hard. Wasn't Timothy McVeigh like a white nationalist, too?
3: Yeah, he's uh, actually connected to, I think...
2: He's like a militia guy.
3: Some, yeah, he's connected to some militia in Michigan. I think the militia people in Michigan did.
2: Yeah, there's that documentary about the... on. It was on Netflix for a while about the Oklahoma City bombing. And McVeigh was like mad about the way they treated the... Uh, was it Waco? Was that?
4: Yeah, the yeah, French uh, Davidians?
2: Yeah, he was like upset about that. And like like all the militia guys, this sort of blew up a hospital and killed a bunch of children. Cool guy. Cool guy, Timothy McVeigh. But anyway, uh, yeah, so Glenn Beck said that Obama was going to uh, do that in order to, you know, show Americans that he could be president in, like, you know, times of tragedy. Um, Here's the thing, though. Alex Jones got really upset at Glenn Beck because uh, he said that Glenn Beck stole uh, that conspiracy theory from the InfoWars website.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's and, awesome. Uh,
2: yeah, Alex Jones hates Glenn Beck. He, Alex Jones hates everyone, though.
3: So, yeah, Alex Jones is one of those guys where he's like, only I know the truth, and nobody else does.
4: I like that he hates everybody except Roger Stone, who's like the most like pernicious, like behind-the-scenes conspiracy <laughs> adult. Like, if there's conspiracy theory to be had, it should be about like people like Roger Stone <laughs> and yeah, that, Roger
2: Stone's yeah. been fucking quiet through all of this. I haven't heard shit from Roger Stones since the election.
4: He probably has to lay low.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Alex Jones, um, in December of 2009, Glenn, uh, Fox News' legal department um, had to seek clarification for uh, Glenn Beck selling gold. He was doing the conspiracy theory things that he was like selling gold bars on a show.
1: Cash he for was, gold?
2: <laughs> yeah, he was telling people, no, he was, like, telling people, like, the world's gonna end because Obama's gonna fucking cause a terrorist attack. Invest in gold. He was, like, one of those freaks.
3: Yeah, he's one of those gold standard freaks, so like, a paleo conservative, like, Ron Paul type.
2: <laughs> My mom was married to this guy named Jake for a while, who, uh, he, like, lived out in, like, the country, and he kept gold bars, like, in a, in, like, a chest in a cave. <laughs> He's like a weird, like conservative, like hunter guy. He was weird. They got divorced like after like three months being married. Uh, so Glenn Beck would routinely lead his audience to believe that uh, total a ecla- total collapse of the U.S. Econ- economy was likely, and they should buy gold. Uh, Joel Cheatwood, the senior vice president of development at Fox News, said the network's legal department. Uh, sent a letter to Mr. Beck's representatives seeking clarification about his work for Goldline. Uh, they, Mr. Cheatwood, then said they sent back they sent back an email that said he was not a paid spokesperson, adding that it would be problematic uh, without question uh, if Mr. Beck did have a position as a paid spokesperson for the product. Because you're not Fox News is weird where you're not supposed to. They get really fucking upset if you, like, sell stuff that's not related to, like, Fox News. I guess that's it for all employees, but they get, like, they don't like it when you have, like, you know, glenbeck.com and you're selling. Fox News is, like, very stingy about promotion
3: yeah, stuff.
0: You Can
3: they have you, on- you say that again? I was saying, so it's kind of like you uh, you can't have your own merch
1: store? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, you Somewhere. can,
3: but they're also
2: like, we don't like that you do this. Um, Fox News then released a statement Um, about it saying, Fox News prohibits any on-air talent from endorsing products or serving as product spokesperson. Fox stressed that it was not aware um, that Glenn Beck wasn't doing this. But it turns out Glenn Beck on the website for uh, the gold site, what was it called? Goldline, On goldline.com, Glenn Beck as, is listed as a paid spokesperson on their <laughs> website. <laughs> and uh, I think he still might be.
3: Nice.
2: So that's pretty cool. Um, in 2010, uh, the heads of Fox had to meet with uh, Jewish groups to discuss uh, Glenn Beck's anti-Semitism. He, uh, I'll start with this. So he was hosting a uh, event, a rally in Israel called "Restoring Courage." And uh, then the next Thursday on his radio show, he said that Jews drive him crazy because they won't stop talking over each other. And he uh, he said, they're constantly talking. They don't know how that – they don't know how society even functions. Whoa. Yep. <laughs> uh, he's also like a big uh, George Soros guy. He, uh, I don't know if you guys know anything about George Soros, that conspiracy theory. But it's that um, George Soros kind of pays these like far-left movements. Uh, he like funds these far-left movements and is trying you know, to turn yeah. America into like, this leftist hellscape.
4: He's kind of like just the stand-in Jew for all of the Jews for their conspiracy yeah, theories, right? Yeah, they pick him
2: because he's super rich and... Um, so I have a clip of him on. Not gonna play all of
1: it. Hold on.
2: Of him on uh, Newsmax. Jackson area home. Which is a crazy thing. And he's talking to uh, Chris Salcedo. I don't know who. If you. I don't know if you know who that guy is. He gets pranked all the time by not even a show guy. He's like this weird, like, right-wing talk radio guy out of Houston. Uh, He's also an insane person. And here he is on Newsmax talking to Glenn Beck about George Soros.
0: Let's see if I can get it right. He has caused chaos and chaos in markets.
2: Give us the cliff notes version of Soros and his malign activities and why Americans should care about this so george soros in some of the things that i find the most disturbing
0: um come from interviews that he did you can find online in 60 minutes where he talks about his desire to change the world and experiment with things experiment with democracies and experiment with people he, he has caused chaos, and chaos in markets, and collapsed markets uh, around the world. He's not welcome in, I think, three different countries. Uh, he is an enemy of the state in three different countries. He was just kicked out of Russia. I think Ukraine uh, is thinking about it. Georgia, I believe, just did it. Um, but that wasn't for actually collapsing them. That's because they, they, they knew what kind of influence he has. Um, when he was when he was asked about these things, he's so nonchalant about it. At least back then, sixty Minutes interviewed him. He said it's kind of fun, and I know people get hurt or you know people have their lives upended, but it's really kind of fun. Uh, and I I feel almost as though he is. Um, Almost so disconnected from reality, it's almost sociopathic. Um,
1: he.
2: I'm gonna stop that there. Uh, you get the gist of it. Soros, evil Jew. Uh, I think it's kind of ironic that the guy who uh, keeps lying about his mom committing suicide and his brother being dead is like George Soros. George Soros is detached from reality.
4: It's weird too that he talks about specifically about George Soros seeking the economy of uh, other countries, when like, isn't like,
0: like that's
4: like the bread and butter. Like, like, there's a whole segment of the of of people called vulture capitalists who yeah. do precisely that. That just like, yeah. yeah. It's, um, and, and most of those people are definitely, like, Republicans that watch Fox News and fund Fox News and fund Glenn Beck.
2: And also, um, I, I I couldn't find any, like, reputable or good sources about uh, Soros being banned from countries. Uh, one of their talking points is that they – uh, he mentioned it, the 60 Minutes interview. That's a big thing for them because they say – in the sixty minutes interview, he talked about how he like killed Jews in the Holocaust, and he's like it was fun and good. He uh, doesn't say that you can you can watch the it's on YouTube. You can watch the sixty minute interview. No.
1: Yeah. he doesn't Is say that George, like, at all.
2: He like, survived the Holocaust. His
4: family are Holocaust survivors. Yeah,
2: so that's what he was talking about, and like having to make. I think in the interview, and I could be misspeaking. He was talking about uh, the Jews who. You know, uh, had to participate in the concentration camps, like to kill other Jews. It was kind of like, it's to protect themselves and their family. Like, essentially, I understood why they had, they felt that they had to do it. And all these ghouls are like twisting that into like, St. George Soros thinks it's fun to fucking do Holocaust because
3: they're fucking ghouls. Yeah thing it always like goes back to like oh the jews want to take over the world it's one world government and like george soros is the perfect you know person for that kind of story uh that's told like time and memoriam with weird conservatives
2: right
3: because he has enough money to move around and well, influence people
2: and instead of being like you know the jews they use this as Marxist and communist and the far left and yeah and all the shit and it's it's clear what they mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah. yeah
3: it's the same playbook it's been the same it's this thing with Forever. Obama
2: when he was like I don't hate Obama because he's black I hate him because he's this religion I disagree with and it's like no you don't like him because he's black you said he's going to fucking you said he's going to do a terrorist attack because he's a Muslim. <laughs> you said he hates yeah. white people. You've compared him to Stalin. It's a race thing. Like... Um, yeah, so that's a lot of the shit that happened in his uh, two years at Fox News. Uh, by this point, people are starting to get sick of his shit. Uh, <laughs> his ratings are declining... He's, you know, getting in arguments with coworkers. He's constantly getting in trouble with, you know, the uh, Tom Brass.
1: He
3: has fucking Dave Rubin on his show from time to time.
2: Yeah, and uh, he's constantly getting protested by, like, you know, the ACLU <laughs> and, like, you know, <laughs> Jewish groups. And, like, he's getting protested by all kinds of groups. Uh, I couldn't find anything about, like, homophobia, but he's obviously very homophobic he's uh he's against Native Americans getting reparations he's uh, oh. he's one of those freaks that like defends like and then he's like well, it's not your country if you can lose it so easily. he's like one of those freaks uh, so he's getting boycotted left and right he's losing advertisers he's losing money and uh, so he left the network two years after uh joining it so in 2011. He's done at Fox, which it seems like just from his cultural impact. I don't know why it felt like he was at Fox for like all of my life.
4: Yeah, I was going to say, it. I thought he was there for like a decade. No, he was there for
2: like two years. And he just got like a Jeez. lot of shit done. <laughs> uh, yeah,
3: I mean, he was one of the guys that was really pushing the whole tea party thing.
2: Yeah. Oh, um, and I do need to say this. He wasn't a birtherism guy. Limbeck thinks birtherism is dumb and not silly. He just thinks Obama's the secret Muslim who wants to turn America Marxist. He thinks, he stresses we should focus on that and not the birtherism thing. (laughs) That Obama is a Muslim Marxist who wants to turn America into Soviet Russia.
4: Like, what? Listen, birtherism (laughs) is just a racist nonsense thing. We should really focus on. Uh, you know, Barack Obama being a scary butler. No, no, no. My thing's xenophobic. It's different than being racist. It's not as bad. Right, you stupid fucking Jew? Oh, shit. Ah, fuck, I'm a Mormon.
2: <laughs> uh, so on September 12th, 2011, he started The Blaze, which was originally called Glenn Beck TV uh it used a subscription glenn. model <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> it uh, used a That's subscription big.
2: model like a uh, youtube or hulu and it was estimated that glenn beck was on track to generate 27 million in his first year of operation um i mean it didn't it didn't do that it wasn't super popular in the subscription model cuz i don't know why you'd want to pay
4: 12.99 for glenn beck tv um, and then, I mean if you're on a budget and you're like Netflix or... Glenn Beck TV. Glenbeck TV, which one do you go with?
2: Do I want to watch Daredevil season two or Glenn to be pink and racist?
1: <laughs> mm, it's tough. <laughs>
2: Look at my pink skin. <laughs> On a, Yeah, so the so subscription model thing wasn't a huge hit because why would you do that? And also, I don't think his audience at this point like knows how to do that. I think their kids all just like set up Netflix for them. So I don't think they know how to work computers. Uh, well, isn't
3: so? Isn't Stephen Crowder's like show connected to the Blaze? Yeah,
2: I'll get to that towards the end. But uh, okay, so the Blaze in on September twelfth, two thousand twelve, a year after they launched, uh, exactly, uh, announced that they had a deal with Dish Network to carry the Blaze TV, and uh, it's currently on ninety television providers. So he's, like, a cable channel now.
3: tweet um,
2: So this is kind of, I think, to me, this is, like, his most kind of um, – Sorry, were you going to say something,
4: Kenny? No, I was just – I'm sure you'll get to it. But the, didn't the Blaze Network – I remember hearing, like, a couple years back that they were, like, on the verge of bankruptcy and then, like yeah. – they're not Nothing. doing
2: well. And I think that's, but I think like they're they're just one of those weird like channels that are included like in your cable package. Like no one our age does cable. But do you remember like when you were a kid and your parents had cable and you'd get like weird? Yeah. Like there's that channel is called like Moon, Mundo's, which was just like played like reggaeton music videos. You just get these weird random ass channels. <laughs> yeah. hey, channels. I think it's one of those. I think it's like. Yeah, I think it's like the reggaeton music video channel part of the cable package. Where you're just yeah. like stoned yeah. at 2 in the morning. You're like, oh shit, I get this fucking channel? I think it's like one of those. <laughs> like the Truck Network or one of those fucking weird cable channels. Hell yeah. Um. Yeah, so it's not doing great. It's fucking The Blaze. It's not, if that makes you feel any better. um. This is probably one of his shittiest things he did. Uh, So in the aftermath of the uh, terrorist attack in Boston, Glenn Beck made headlines with a conspiracy theory that the government wasn't telling us uh, the whole truth about a quote-unquote Saudi national who was questioned and released. Uh, He said the government has not come clean. Some of the information has come out over the weekend and immediately the government tried to discredit it. Uh, I have a clip of him and I'm going to play a little bit of it. I might play the whole thing. It's five minutes long, so I don't know how much I'm going to play of it, but I feel like this is important to uh, listen to. So here we go. Now,
0: The Blaze has reported the Saudi national, who was briefly named a person of interest in the Boston Marathon bombings, is scheduled to, to be deported on Tuesday. The blaze was informed by sources that the Saudi national's visa had been revoked and in fact he was going to be deported on security and related grounds among other things. Sources told the blaze that the Saudi national had ties to a very well-connected Saudi family and that his deportation was set to be framed as voluntary departure so he could be with his family. A file um, called an event, it's very important, you don't say the people who know, do not talk about files, they talk about events. The event was started on him three days ago. Secretary Janet Napolitano has refused to answer a question about deportation this afternoon. I want you to watch. Wouldn't you agree with me that it's negligent for us as American administration to deport someone who was reportedly at the scene of the bombing Um, And we're going to deport him not to be able to question him anymore. Is that not negligence?
2: I'm not going to answer that question. It's so full with misstatements and misapprehensions that it's just not worthy of an answer. There's been so much reported on this that's been wrong, I can't even begin to tell you, Congressman. We will provide you with accurate information as it becomes available.
3: I look forward to that.
0: Let me send a very clear message to a very few people. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, has said the person they have in custody now is not the Saudi national who was questioned following the bombings. A senior official at ICE says they are looking into the deportation for the individual they have in custody, but no date has been set. The official stress, the Saudi national they have in custody, custody is in no way related to the Marathon investigation. Our sources on this story are impeccable at the highest levels. They have encouraged us to look deeply, again, I am speaking to a very small number of people, they have encouraged us to look deeply into who this Saudi national is and his family and his connections in Saudi Arabia. The blaze is currently doing exactly that. And what we have found just this afternoon is so far beyond frightening. Here's what we are going to do. We are going to give law enforcement the chance to do the right thing because Maybe, possibly, they are um, doing this for the reasons that they have to have a couple of more days. Fine. We are going to give them the opportunity to come clean on who this man is. But let me say this, and to those who investigate such things will hear this message carefully. We at The Blaze know that this Saudi national is a bad bad, bad man. You know that that means I'm sure. I want you to remember something as you watch tonight's show. This administration is playing an extraordinarily dangerous game. They have very little regard for what it takes to be a citizen. Before the sequester cuts happened, they opened the prison and let illegals out. Who does that? Remember also the Saudi national that was um, is is about to get on a plane involved in blowing the legs off of American citizens, being held in protected.
2: All right. Yeah, I'm sorry that was like a long clip. I think like it was important to play because it just to me that kind of is the pinnacle of why this guy is a huge piece of shit. Because this guy was, uh, his name, the person's name was uh, Abdulraham uh, Alabrari. And he was a student at, um, he was a student in Boston. He was at the race, uh, he said, to watch his, like, favorite, you know, runner finish, and the bombs went off. He had nothing to do with it. Uh, He just happened to be a brown guy. And then going back. Went on a shitty TV show and was like you should deport this guy you should publicly say his name now or else I'm going to do it on my show and whip up all my conspiracy theory freaks into making ICE like torture and deport this fucking guy who had nothing to do with it.
4: It's I don't know. Yeah it's kind of it's I think important to note, like, oh, like, uh, Trump's gone, but, like, this shit was going on before that. Like, Glenn Beck, (laughs) Jesus Christ.
2: That's kind of what makes what I'm I'm getting to next about the Trump thing, um, where he opposed Trump. That's kind of what makes it, like, to me, bullshit. It's like, you threatened to expose the identity of, like, a dude on national television or your fucking show not I don't, it's like a huge rating show, but your audience is crazy enough where if you announce his name, they would have doxed him. And this guy would have gotten hurt because yeah. you're telling your fucking shitty, dumb audience that this guy is responsible for the Boston bear, the Boston bombing marathon, and mm-hmm. that he's a fucking terrorist and that the government's refusing to do anything about it. You're whipping them into a panic. And it was those two fucking brothers who did it. Like they know who, like, and it's like a thing. If you would have just like announced this on TV right away, then this would have got that guy hurt when he did nothing wrong. He was there with all the other victims of the fucking bombing. It was a terrorist attack and he was just there at this fucking super popular race with people from all over the fucking world there. You dumb piece of shit. And he's just going. I wonder. You need to do the right thing, and you need to deport these people, and it's just fucking xenophobia, and fucking racism, and fucking bullshit. And
3: is that what you're saying? Yeah. No. I I I was just curious. Uh, so I know that aside from Glenn Beck, uh, I think people on Reddit like tried to figure out who potentially was the person i remember there was like a subreddit and like people were like sleuthing all these different pictures and like all this other shit um and i think they got it wrong too um and i wonder if like those two are in any way like related if they like fed into each other or i mean the glenn Beck doing the xenophobia you know like yeah
2: Yeah, Uh, I think his platform is more dangerous. I mean, it's It's absolutely more dangerous than Reddit because he has a TV show. And also, one of the things he claimed in this uh, is that he had sources that confirmed this guy did it. Uh, He he claimed to have sources that said uh, Alibari was the one who did it. Like, he said he was the money man behind the attack. And he had sources to prove this, but he kept refusing to, like say, the sources, which is kind of like, like, motherfucker, this isn't, like, this isn't, like, an episode of Homeland, you stupid asshole. Like, if you legitimately have evidence that this guy's a terrorist, then tell your sources who
4: said it to you. Like, it's... Uh, but he also, didn't. you would totally be fucking... Like, if you're withholding evidence, and you're bragging about withholding evidence on your national, like, TV show, you would be, like, fucking arrested, wouldn't you?
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, so in 2014, uh, Alibari sued Glimbeck, saying the radio host had damaged his reputation with his accusations. Uh, By the way, the FBI said that Alibari was not a suspect the day of the attack.
3: But they were wrong, because Glimbeck had sources.
2: Yeah, he had sources. It was the two guys who did the bombing, the kid on the Rolling Stone cover. (laughs) <laughs> they were like hey it was this fucking guy Glenn Beck goes thank you weird Armenian teenager or the, wherever the fuck that guy's from um, the judge in the case said that Glenn Beck must provide the information to back up these claims uh, and Glenn Beck declined to do that and instead they settled on a court
3: it's so they like were like pr- prison Planet link or some shit
2: that's probably what it was. It's a weird thing he stole from InfoWars again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what if Glenn Beck just gets all of his stories from InfoWars and Alex Jones is just like, my work,
4: my hard work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or he's just freebasing DMT and going, fucking lizard people. <laughs> um, in 2016, Glenn Beck said uh, opposing Trump is moral ethical and even means if even if even if it means Clinton wins uh he made multiple uh apologies for quote the whole obama thing <laughs> you know the <laughs> whole obama thing where he said he's a muslim marxist who wants to Timothy McVeigh the world so america loves him
3: oh i thought he was just apologizing for obama's like he might presidency. have been. I don't know. <laughs> he
2: might. He <laughs> might have been apologizing for Obama killing his mom and his brother Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> He's alive. Um. At one point, he even compared voting, um, <laughs> uh, voting for uh, voting for Trump, um, as like letting Hitler come into power. Like, he compared Trump to Hitler at some point.
4: This guy fucking loves calling people Hitler. He loves it. Yeah. Him. I remember when he was, like, uh, during the 2016 and stuff, when he was, like, a never-Trump Republican dude. And I remember that because that uh, lady, Samantha Bee, yep. that had that <laughs> full frontal show, was like, oh, you don't like Trump? Here, let me give you my platform so I can rehabilitate your image.
2: Yeah, so... Then yeah, he went on like Samantha B. There those weird pictures of him like dressed like John Mayer, kind of. Do you remember those? What? It was like a <laughs> weird picture of him. he's wearing like a fedora and one of those like big like Lenny Kravitz, like scarfs, and like a French mime shirt and like tight jeans. And people were like, Glenn Beck, he's fucking cool now. Woo! He was dressing like a hipster, <laughs> like a like a like what like an SNL writer would think like a hipster is he was dressing like that and he was fucking going on Samantha B and like New York Times and all these like liberal rags you're like writing things about like how Glenn Beck's a changed man and fucking um, but that didn't took last that, long
3: <laughs> took all that goodwill and created the blaze
2: well the blaze was already was already going on
3: oh shit okay. uh, But
2: he was just like yeah. He's a big Ted Cruz guy. And interviews I've seen, he's like, he's like, I would have, I've been happy if Ted Cruz was a candidate. It's like, no one would have been happy if Ted Cruz is anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that didn't last long. And within like a few years, he like jumped onto the uh, Trump is good trade. Going so far as to say, um, like the stake of democracy and like the Western world is at say is at stake if and we'd have to reelect Trump, or else it would crumble. Like he went from going Trump's Hitler to going like society will collapse unless Donald J. Trump is president in 2020. And he went on. Was pretty uh, crazy, H- crazy. He went on his good friend I- uh, Sean Hannity show to
4: announce this. <laughs>
2: So it all goes full circle.
4: Imagine making the flump, uh, the, not flump, the flip. <laughs> the, the flip flump, to the Trump. Is,
2: is... The flump is when he grows to this crockpot.
4: <laughs> I don't like, imagine making the flip to Trump is good the more that his presidency goes on. It's it's like a very weird thing that happened. It, he's like Benjamin
2: Button of like bigotry. It's like, when it first starts, he's like, I hate this guy. I think it's more racist and more, like, dictator And he's like, all right, I like this guy.
4: It's like uh, not liking Hitler when he was trying to rebuild Germany. And then, like, once the Holocaust started, going like, eh, I well, okay, he's good now. I like this.
2: Honestly, so here's what I think happened with the whole, like, anti-Trump thing. I think he, um, like a lot of people legitimately thought Trump had no chance and was going to get crushed by Hillary. Right. Yeah. So I think he thought, Oh, while Fox news and all these other conservative outlets are like pro Trump. The blaze is going to be different because we're going to be the anti Trump conservative network. And they needed that angle because the network, like you said, the ratings are bad. It wasn't a high ranked network. So I think he's like, we found our, like, weird little niche where, like, Fox News is, at that point, was so, r- like, far on the right. He's like, we'll be, like, the weird centrist, like, like a Lincoln Project thing. We'll be yeah. the middle one. And then when Trump actually won and he found out that, like, people like Samantha Bee and, like, Stephen Colbert and, you know, New York Times didn't want to keep writing stories on him, Then he was like, grip Griffs over, I'm going to go back to that side and be on the side of the super racist people. I genuinely think it's like never Trump thing was just like a grift.
3: Uh yeah, I mean just like it is for pretty much every Republican that is that or worked with the Democrats this past election. Yeah. Lincoln Project, John Kasich. Yeah, you know, he's like going on CNN telling people like you can't You can't be talking about socialism. Stop talking about socialism. Stop talking about like anything that would materially benefit people. So that's good.
4: Yeah. And there's like one of the head guys at the Lincoln project is floating Tucker Carlson to run for president in 2024. So cool. I predicted
2: that was going to happen like the day of uh, the elections. And I'm like, watch. And in four years, Tucker Carlson's president. I'm gonna fucking share that shit and I'm gonna be like, see, you stupid libs, you should fucking not trash this. Now we got fucking the chicken
3: nugget oh, guy man. who's
2: president of America.
3: I'm having visions of like him and Trump just like going at it. <laughs> like fucking? <laughs> no, per- like the primary. <laughs> the primary, like, because oh. Trump is gonna run again if, if he doesn't get away with, you know, the coup stealing. Doing.
2: Well, I mean, as we're recording this, the day we're recording this, uh, Bill Barr and Mitch McConnell had a secret meeting. And then, like, an hour after that meeting, Mitch McConnell's like, okay, I think the coup's good now. I support Donald Trump. It's like, fuck, something bad's going to happen. The two most yep. evil people met in a room together. <laughs> and then the more evil one of the two came out and was like, guess what? I think it's cool that Trump's doing the craziest thing. And
3: I support it. It's like, well... Yeah, he also fired the, sec- the acting Secretary of Defense. And someone was saying that, like, if... The only reason... Or, I don't know. This is all, like, speculative at this point. But, like, that it makes... Appointing, you know, a new Defense Secretary who might be okay with, you know, Trump doing something weird like that. Like that... That's why they made that move. <laughs> He's supposedly. gonna make Don
2: Jr. the Secretary of Defense. I
3: don't like God. Yeah, you think
2: you fucking want Dad? Do it, please. Just hug me. <laughs> uh, no, I bet it'll be Eric Prince. Ooh, no, no, thank you. That
3: makes a lot of sense, honestly. I mean,
2: uh, let's get back to this on our bonus <laughs> episode because I don't want to think about this now. We have a little bit more. Uh,
3: Shit's Glenn
2: Crockpot back to go. <laughs> Yeah, so that didn't last. He's a Trump guy now. Um, in uh, that same year, 2016, 2017, around that time, uh, Glenn Beck admitted that he was suffering uh, from mental illness issues. He said he suffered them uh, throughout the years, and he had physical like pain. Uh, sometimes he had the inability to speak, vision loss, chronic insomnia. Uh, He said he went to a, he said Dr. Ted Carrick, who is a chiropractic neurologist, diagnosed him with adrenal fatigue. So right in there, there's a lot of words that don't sound like things uh, someone should say.
3: It's like a classic <laughs> chiropractor move. I love it.
2: I love it when my chiropractor diagnoses me with schizophrenia. <laughs> I love it when he's cracking my back and he's like, "Oh, your brain's all fucked. <laughs> you have tension in your lower lumbar's, and also you have borderline personality disorder. I love you
1: it. You have
3: it. You have adrenal uh, fatigue, which means your pineal gland isn't. Keep working, so you need yeah. adrenochrome.
2: Yeah, so adrenal uh, adrenal fatigue is not a thing. <laughs> it's not a thing that exists. And uh, chiropractic neuros uh, neurology is nothing more than, like, shitty pseudoscientists, or pseudoscience.
3: Most chiropractic is pseudoscience.
2: Right, but then you add this,
3: where this is, like, a chiropractor yeah, I... who is also a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like... <laughs> How can you pretend to like, know anything about the brain? You, like, crack backs and shit. Like, it's
2: like, you know, when people are, like, uh, doctor lawyers? <laughs> He's like, that. He's like I'm a chiropractor, and also I'm a neuroscientist. That's not, I don't want both those things. Like, one of those people works in a mall. <laughs> one. I don't want you doing, like, brain stuff to me, dude. I,
4: I'm just picturing, like, his chiropractor picking Glenn back up, like, Fucking Batman and breaking his back over his knee and going, Your brain is fucked up now.
2: <laughs> so, uh, on this website where you can like search doctors called PubMed, uh, uh, a neurologist from Yale named Stephen uh, Novella said that he typed in uh, Ted Carrick and nothing came up. So, this guy is not a real doctor. And adrenal fatigue is not a real thing. Um,
1: You love to see it. So he
2: has some fucked up. He has some fucked up mental illness.
3: Sure. But he's
2: like, it's adrenal fatigue, and I got it from my chiropractor neurologist at a booth at Ingram Park Mall. That's where I got my (laughs) diagnosis in a Best Buy parking lot from my chiropractor doctor. Um In July of this year, Glenn Beck claimed that his uh, children tested positive for COVID 19. And uh, he said it wasn't a big deal. They had a headache for two days and then just went back to normal. He's a big COVID uh, denier guy. I listened to some of his show this week. Um, Didn't pull any clips because it's all boring nonsense they're all saying about selling elections and ballots and fucking Clyde Frazier, fucking whoever's voting. (laughs) And it's just like weird bullshit. It's not worth, like, fucking giving the time of day to. But, um. But yeah, Glenn Beck's done a lot of, uh, harm. Uh, he's ruined a lot of people's lives. He also hired, uh, Tommy Laren. He gave her her big break. Uh, and she ended up eventually suing him. Right. <laughs> uh, because she went on The View and, like, said that she thinks, like, it's fine if women get abortions. (laughs) Which, like, you can look that clip up on YouTube if you want. She's not, like, being, like, overtly, like, I think abortions rule. She's just like, yeah, it's it's your body if you feel like you need to do that. And so she sued Glenn Beck because she was fired for that. Um, Glenn Beck also funds Stephen um, Dressboy Crowder's show. Another fan of the another uh, friend of the show, Stephen Crowder. She funds that. He funds that shithead show. and Good. Uh, That guy.
3: And Dave Rubin with his marketplace of ideas.
2: Yep. Also, Dave. Ru- so all like the kind of grifters that exist now in the Trumposphere. Glenn Beck kind of has a direct hand in, in some way or another. Um. Stephen Crowder. When we covered him, he was like kind of crazy. He was kind of crazy, but in like a Fox Newsy kind of way, right? Where he just kind of spins and stuff. I've watched some of his uh, post-election shows and even like the lead up to the election, and he is crazy at the Alex Jones, uh, Glenn Beck level. He's like a full-blown conspiracy brain guy now. Um, I, he might have always been that. I don't know. Maybe that's what Glenn saw on him. But yeah, Glenn Beck's done a lot of bad. Uh, He's like a weird liar. He belongs to a freaky religion (laughs) that can't drink coffee and can't watch the movie Semi-Pro in theaters. He's uh, he's a bad guy. And um, yeah, I hope he goes the way of uh, Rush Limbaugh pretty soon. I hope his adrenal fatigue turns into adrenal cancer and his weird shaman can't cure it. This rich shaman who, like, works at, like, a T-Mobile store. Can't cure whatever disease he has. He's a piece of shit. Fuck him. Um, that's kind of all I have <laughs> on Glenn Beck. Uh, do you guys have anything to add in closing?
3: I think... I think you got it. Um, but I also... Uh, I hope Glenn Beck... Uh, Listen to this,
2: <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing I know the way I did it was like super harsh, but listening to that clip, I listened to that clip of him talking about the uh, Boston Marathon bombing in like chunks when I played it here. I didn't mean to play the full four minutes, but playing it all the way through was just I was just seething with like anger as I was playing it, yeah. And anyone who, like, can do that to, like, an innocent person, like, unfounded to an innocent person just because they're, like, a color or religion you don't like, is a piece of shit and should be dead. Glenn Beck, please die. Please put one of the – Please jump into the ocean with crockpots tied to your balls. <laughs> Drown. <laughs> Drown in the Potomac or whatever rivers in Kenny's city. Yeah. Drown right in Kenny's backyard. And then possess a Funko Pop, like Chucky, and then (laughs) Kenny.
4: as a Funko Pop Chucky. (laughs) Also, um, can we stop trying to, like, pretend that people like Glenn Beck when they are obviously trying to grift and get in our good graces and rehabilitate their image? Can we stop letting Republicans fucking do that? Because...
2: And so we guess you, right. like, the Lincoln Project, which we're, for, we will for sure do an episode
4: on at some point. Yeah, and but, it seems uh, like Biden is, like, hell-bent on, like, being, like, Republicans are good, even yeah. as the Republican leadership is, like, well, oh, we're still not ru- ruling out a fucking coup, so, like... <laughs> yeah, the leadership of the
2: party right. is, like, I don't recognize this guy as president, so... Yeah, I don't know. It's, um... it's bad. all these
4: fucking people... And, like, Jesus fucking Christ, like, all these old guys we get into, like, Rush Limbaugh, Gleb fucking Sean Hatt, all fucking, like, failed radio DJs that just keep fucking failing (laughs) and are so fucking unlikable until somebody's like, hey, that weird racist thing that got you fired at 12 other places, it's, that's what we've been looking for.
2: That's, like, the thing with a lot of these radio guys. Like, if you, I'm, like, a, I grew up, like, listening to, like, talk radio and, like, shock jock kind of stuff. And the only one who's like quote unquote liberal is Howard Stern. And Howard Stern's still a weird freak who loves fucking cops and hates unions. Like the rest of them are like ridiculous conservatives. Like Anthony Cumia from Opiate Anthony is like a straight up Nazi now. He has like a radio network that gave Gavin McGinnis a fucking show. Like he's, all these like radio DJs are like super conservative, super Christian right wing assholes and so this is like the natural progression they're like shitty pokemon where they host like a top 40 morning show and then they're like guess what i'm like a nazi now who says obama is born in kenya and also was going to do a 9-11 at your backyard like that's their evolution and it's a shitty evolution and they should stop existing we should no more radio no more radio just podcast
4: yeah. Also, no more cable. No,
2: no more cable either. It, it, yeah. Fuck that. We've grown past cable. We don't
4: need all the everything people that like cable are going to be
2: dead in like five years, and then we don't fucking need we don't need it.
4: Yeah. Everything should just be TikToks and like Twitch live streams. That's <laughs> that's it.
2: TikToks and Spotify's. That's
4: yeah.
1: Wait for the. they
3: they love cable. You're gonna need to speak up. I can't hear you. Oh, um, I was just saying that uh, you need to wait for the Boomers to go because they love cable news.
2: They love paying $60 for cable to watch two channels.
1: <laughs> they love <laughs> yeah. it. Dude,
2: my mom pays $90 for cable, and she's like, yeah, ever since all my kids moved out, like ever since me and my brother moved out, she's like, I had it for the Spurs games, but I don't give a shit about basketball. So she just has like cable to watch like The Bachelor on. I'm like, you can just do that for free. It's on free TV. But she's like, "Ah, I've just had cable since like the 80s. So it's just something I'm used to. I think that's how most like old, she's not even that old. My mom's like 53 years old. But she just like, this is something I'm used to. (laughs) I think that's how a lot of like boomers kind of are, which is like, well, I'm just used to this thing. So like, what am I going to do?
4: and that's also kind of funny that that's glenn beck's audience yeah. like they don't really like him he's just they're used to it <laughs> They're like i'm used to glenn beck's fucking psychotic rants what am i gonna do not listen to it <laughs> i mean they're getting
2: smarter at like you know facebook and stuff but facebook's a boomer thing too now Everything the conservatives take over becomes a boomer thing. On Twitter, they just get bullied. I guess they have parlor now? I don't don't know. The problem is these people have money. These people have money behind them. Yep. Like Glenn Beck's fucking cable thing. Like he was like, I'm going to make this a streaming service and no one wanted it. And then they just had money to, you know, get it put on cable to keep them afloat.
1: Because all these people
2: find a way. They're like fucking sore rats. They just fucking find a way to survive. And it's annoying. <laughs> uh yeah, so I think that's a Glenn Beck episode. I'm getting myself fucking really angry. <laughs> just thinking about this dickhead still. Uh so before I just like scream and punch the wall and start listening to new metal. Uh goodbye <laughs> for ever.
1: Goodbye.